Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, teens and tweens alike, you're tuned into another episode of the Speaker Secrets Podcast. This is your host, your friend, your number one supporter, your partner in crime, Enrico Ambrister. And I'm really excited to bring this episode to you. And I'm thrilled about the topic that we are going to dive into today. So yes, welcome in. Make yourself comfortable because there's a lot of value up ahead for you. Now, as you should know by now, the Speaker Secrets podcast is a platform and a resource that is here for you to help you, to help all of us really become the most proficient communicators and public speakers that we can be, but more importantly, the best version of ourselves. Because I definitely believe in self-improvement, self-mastery, and when we're the best version of ourselves, that translates into all areas of our lives, including communication. So that's why I'm here. That's why this podcast is here. And let's just get into today's episode. Now, let me just give you a bit of background on how we got here. Right. So as a public speaker, there are really two pieces of public speaking that I want to really improve upon. Number one is speaking on the spot, speaking off the top of my head. I'm really good at presenting prepared speeches, but when it comes to just responding um, instantaneously and extemporaneously, I want to really get better at that and more importantly, include more wit in my responses. And that leads me to the second thing that I really want to improve, and that's using more humor. Because I think I'm a pretty funny guy. I mean, day to day, in my day to day life, at work, with friends, with family. I like to tell jokes. I like to laugh. But it's important for me to learn how to harness that and use that in my communication and my public speaking. So those are two things that I really want to improve. And today, what I'm going to share with you are some tips that I've come across, some things that have worked for me that helped me to realize that, hey, we can use humor in our speeches and our communication. And it's not that hard. We just have to have a little bit of strategy. And that's something that I want to highlight before I get into this, these tips is that humor is something that can be learned. A lot of us, myself included, might think, oh, you know, I'm just not funny. Like, I just was not born with a funny bone. I just don't have the charisma like other people. But when you actually look at it, Humor is a strategy. You have to come with knowledge of how people interpret information and how the brain accesses and just really evaluates communication and information. And once you understand all of that, it becomes a little easier to use humor in what it is that you're doing. All right. So initially, I thought I had three tips, right? But as I'm looking at them, they all relate to the same thing. So I'm just going to talk through them. But the overarching thing that we need to remember and keep in mind whenever we want to insert some humor and make people laugh is that we should set expectations and break them. Okay, so let me just give you an example. And let's just say I'm telling a speech about I'm giving a speech about the Bahamas. And my first question is, okay, so can anybody tell me what is the population of the Bahamas? And you have people giving all these answers, 10,000, 1 million, 3 million, 500,000. 
I can say something like, wow, this is a really knowledgeable group of people. These are all great answers. And they're all wrong. Okay, obviously, I don't have a laughter track. But as you can imagine, if I were to say that in a group of people, I would get some chuckles. Because what is expected is for me to say something like, oh, wow, okay, you know, these are great answers. But the actual answer is, which I think it's like 400,000 or 385,000. So people would expect me to acknowledge the answers that come in and just go into the answer. They don't expect me to say, wow, these are great answers. Thank all of you. You're all wrong. You get what I'm saying? So you set the expectation and then you break it. Let me give you another example. Let's say, uh, let me just think of, let's just say I'm telling a story about me getting some dental work. I can say something like, you know, the other day my mom told me that I should just go ahead and get some dental work done. Just go to the dentist. Um, You know, I have my insurance. So she told me that it wouldn't be a lot. And you know what? She was right. I was actually pleasantly surprised. It only cost me $900. That's a laugh right there. Because you're setting it up for people to think, oh, well, it might have, it must have only been $50. Because he's saying, wow, I was surprised at how cheap it was. And then you say $900. It was only $900. So you set the expectation And then you break it. All right. There is also an episode that I did on June 8th with my friend Yvonne Ruiz. I'm sorry. I paused because I wanted to make sure I got his name right. It's Yvonne Juanes Ruiz. All right. We did it on June 8th. We did two interviews together. And June 8th was the first interview. And about, I think about 10 or 15 minutes in, he speaks about some of the tactics that he uses when he starts speaking to a group of people. And his approach is just using simple questions, all right, and using the responses of the crowd to really generate his humor. So let me just think of an example. Let's say... He asks a question. Hey, how many of you listen to your mother? Okay. And everybody raises their hands. That's a prime example for him to say, wow, I never thought I'd be in a room with pathological liars. You know, that's laughter right there. So all of these examples show that when you set an expectation and break it, that provides an opportunity for humor. And the reason why that is, is because people will anticipate what it is that you're going to say. That's just how we're wired. When we're listening to a speaker, we think we know what's going to come out of their mouth. And a lot of times, if what we expect actually does come out of our mouth, We are not surprised. In fact, we feel good about ourselves. We're like, yeah, I knew she was going to say that. And think back to a time when you've heard a speaker speak and they're starting a sentence. And in your mind, you already know how the sentence is going to end. And then the next thing you hear out of their mind, out of their mouth, is the exact thing that you had in your mind. And you're like, wow, I knew that was coming. 
But if you want to shock people, if you want to provide a shock value or bring some humor into what you're doing, then set the expectation. Make it seem like you are going to say something and then say the exact opposite. Now, let me just give you another example of this. And I'm just going to tell you after that, just one thing you should absolutely avoid whenever you're trying to cultivate humor. So the other day in Toastmasters, and for those of you who don't know, Toastmasters is an international organization that helps people with their networking, their leadership, and their communication. And right now with COVID-19 going on, there are a lot of Toastmasters groups meeting online. So I definitely encourage you to find a Toastmasters group in your area and visit them on Zoom. Even if you just go as a guest, I definitely want each and every one of you to have the experience of being a Toastmaster or at least attending a Toastmasters meeting. So please do it. And I would love to hear your feedback. But anyway, I was attending a Toastmasters meeting and the theme of the meeting was T-shirts, right? And there is a part of the Toastmasters meeting where there is an impromptu section. So you have someone that's called the table topics master and they ask questions. And if you participate, you have to answer that question for between one to two minutes. And the table topics master, he asks a question. What kind of T-shirt would Mrs. Santa Claus wear? And then he calls upon me. And my answer went something like this. Well, the t-shirt that Mrs. Santa Claus would wear is, uh, I'm with stupid. And I could see the reactions of everybody. They were shocked. Some of them laughed. But that's an example of saying something that nobody expects. Nobody expects Mrs. Santa Claus to be wearing something that says, I'm with stupid, because no one refers to Santa Claus as stupid, right? But then I continued and I said, you know, history... And society have told, well, no, I started like this. I said, well, you know what? The, the clauses, their relationship is very interesting. Um, uh, Mrs. Claus actually doesn't like Santa Claus very much. First of all, he's um, really obese, which means he's probably a slob. He has toys all over the North Pole. He doesn't really have a lot of authority when it comes to his elves or his reindeer. You know, society and tv has really painted this amazing picture of santa claus like he's the one that provides joy to all of these kids but in actuality miss santa claus think that thinks that what he's doing is pretty stupid you know he spends all year just to ride around the world on one night he gets stuck in chimneys he dirties up all of his suits he doesn't receive cookies sometimes and then when he receives cookies they're stale you know, she doesn't think it's a really good investment, but they've been together for about 40 years and she really loves the amenities at the North Pole. So that's why she's still with him. But if there was a T-shirt that Miss Santa Claus would wear, it would be I'm with stupid. Now, if you just listen to that, you would not expect that at all. Right. Because when we think about Santa Claus, we think about Christmas and joy and gifts so to really listen to someone talk about Santa Claus as a snob, as a slob, as someone that just has toys strewn everywhere, someone who doesn't really have a boss mentality when it comes to his reindeer and his elves, 
You know, all of this is fiction, right? But as I was giving that story, people were laughing. And that's because the expectation of who Santa Claus is and my answer, what my answer would be about Santa Claus, it was broken. Because they probably expected something like, oh, Mrs. Santa Claus t-shirt would be joy to the world. She loves Santa Claus. She helps him every Christmas. She actually travels with him and she gives him good advice and peace to the world. And you understand that that's a good answer, but it's not humorous. It's not interesting. We expect Mrs. Santa Claus to be this amazing woman. But now we see that the Santa Claus, the clauses actually their marriage isn't what we expected it to be. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, teens and tweens, I hope I provided some insight to you today. And I definitely invite you to go listen to me and Yvonne's interview on June 8th. I invite you to go on YouTube and just listen to some more videos about humor. But the next time you're giving a presentation, just think about how you can set up an expectation and say something completely different. Even if that means practicing with a friend, okay? Like asking someone, hey, how do you think this joke sounds? Go ahead and do it. Now, before we wrap up, I definitely want to mention something that you should avoid doing. Whenever you're giving a speech or you're talking to a group of people, you never want to say, let me go ahead and tell you a funny story. Okay, you're setting yourself up because number one, let the audience decide if it's funny or not. And number two, by saying, hey, let me tell you a funny story. People are already expecting it to be funny. So if it doesn't land, if it's not as funny as you expected it to be or they expected it to be, then they're like, oh, well, okay, you said you were going to tell us a funny story. I was looking forward to hearing it and it didn't really happen to be funny. So now I'm left dissatisfied and I don't want to hear the rest of what you have to say. You never want to tell people, hey, I'm going to tell you something funny. Or, hey, let me share something funny with you. Just share it. Share something that's out of the norm. Share a personal story. Share an anecdote. And let them determine if it's funny or not. Okay? There's a lot of other things that I can share as well. Um, Just as, for example... Let's not be disillusioned, okay? Not everything that we share is going to be funny. Not all of our jokes are going to land. And that's why I definitely say that it has to be a strategy. And I encourage all of us to just practice. Even if it's in a Toastmasters meeting, which is the reason why Toastmasters is there, for us to really use people as a sounding board and see what works, okay? But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't give it our 100% every time we are giving a speech, we're giving a presentation. You always want to bring some flavor. So ultimately, my number one tip to all of us is that when we're giving a presentation, a speech, when we're talking in front of a group of people, we want to set expectations and break them. We want to say something that nobody expected. And just that simple process of really cutting through 
what people think you're going to say and providing something else that they didn't expect. Number one, it keeps them interesting. But number two, for the majority of times, it may come across as funny. All right, everyone, if this episode was helpful to you, please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't done so already and leave me a rating and a review. Let me know how you interpreted this episode. Let me know if you're going to use some of these tips and how they go for you in the future. It would really mean a lot to me and it helps other people to find this podcast and get benefit from it as well. With all of that being said, I do appreciate you. I hope everything is going well in your life. And if not, hey, I'm sending you my best energy and hey, things are going to be looking up. I hope that this podcast continues to serve as something that lifts you up and gives you energy and motivation and tactics on just how you can become a better you and a better speaker and communicator. I'm sending you all my love. You have all of my best wishes. So grateful for you. Until next time, this is your host, Enrico Ambrister, signing off.